0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. It's time now for the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lintonello. Good
1: morning, everyone. Good morning, Tom. Good morning,
2: Richard. Uh, How are things in Knoxville? Sunny? Warm?
1: Rainy? 50 degrees? And uh, I've been sick for a week with pneumonia and finally getting over it. So I caught something in Williamsburg. I don't know what it was, but it hasn't been a good week, put it that way. Although I did find time for a couple hours to repaint the new leaf springs on my CR3. So I just had to get in the garage and just... You just can't sit around all day and do nothing. It drives you so crazy. can't do it.
2: Nothing like paint fumes when you... uh, It makes you feel better. You know, it acts like an expectorant, I think.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, it it was 78 degrees here this week, so I ran outside and I put my parts outside and I spray them outdoors. Still using a mask, even outdoors. So uh, no paint fumes here. I got enough trouble breathing, I don't need enough chemicals.
2: <laughs> so, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great, actually. I've, I I uh, caught the uh, creeping crud um, up there too, but uh, given my younger age and vitality, I recovered much more quickly than you did. I'm sorry about that. Um, you know, I I forwent the pneumonia. It just you know, state is a bad head cold, so, but, uh, you know, I'll have to try the, you know, painting if I get pneumonia, that'll, you know, so home, new home remedy. Now that you've moved down south, you're picking up all these old folk remedies, you know, I've got to pay more attention to you. That's
1: right. <laughs> oh, boy. It, it was after a winter layup. Sure. To get back in the garage, and start doing things, putting things in order, and, I mean, we have suspension now that the uh, leap Spring finally came in after a nine-month wait. But uh, it is what it is. You
2: know, there's that delay all over the world with products. So who you knows what's going on. Right, exactly. So uh, we've got a few things coming up. We'll hit the calendar real quick. Uh, the next large event, and Richard and I will both be in attendance there, is going to be April 13th through 15th. And it's going to be the AACA Southeastern Spring Nationals in Charlotte, North Carolina. You don't want to miss it. The car show on Saturday, just so everyone knows, is just as is the case with all AACA events. It's free. Free. Free to get into the show. It's located just outside the track. Richard, you love free. I know it.
1: Love free. (laughs) That's a nice little event, but then you got the swap meet. And, uh, yeah, it's usually good weather and some good food, nice people. So come on down. Right. Yeah. And
2: then after that, let's see, we're going to be at the Greenbrier, and that's going to be the first weekend in May over in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. That's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great grouping of cars. We've got some stuff going on Saturday, stuff going on Sunday. We've got a a drive going on uh, on Friday. It's going to be a great
1: time. And next weekend, I will be down in Florida at Bernardina Beach at the Amelia, formerly known as the Amelia Island Concourse, and I will be there. We're going to have a booth Sunday on the show field by the Pond. And come on by, and my wife, Lori, and I will be there uh, promoting Crankshaft Magazine. Uh, it'll be fun. Come by and say hello if you're going to be there. You know, I heard a beep. I don't know what happened. It could be Tom, you know, he's stuck on top of that mountain in southwest Virginia, you know. Uh, I know he's still using an old-fashioned TV antenna with some aluminum foil stuck on the end. And what about that? It, what so. about
0: that aluminum foil on his head?
1: Yeah, you know that might help too, from ear to ear. So, uh, yeah, we definitely did lose Tom. But uh, getting back to Amelia Island, if you've never been, it's a great event. Uh, Showfield on Sunday is fabulous. Over 250 cars, including race cars, European sports cars, uh, pre war classics, American 50s, exotic, all kinds of great stuff. And Saturday's a Cars and Coffee event starts about 8 o'clock in the morning, runs about uh, 2 o'clock. All kinds of interesting, you know, drive on cars. So uh, it really is a fascinating event. Plus, they have, you know, three or four auctions going on in and around the area. So, uh, yeah, if you've never been to the Amelia, you know, you got to add it to your bucket list. This would probably be my six or seven time going, and uh, it's definitely my favorite concourse. Uh, you know, Pebble Beach is fabulous, too, but that's way more high And Although you have many of the same cars, so it's not like you're missing out on anything by going to the Amelia. But both uh, events are special, and every car nut in the world should attend at least at least once. Each event so uh, again Amelia Island next week. That's in the way northeast corner of Florida, right across the border from Georgia, north of Jacksonville. So uh, kind of easy to get to, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it.
3: Plus, it's pretty. I'm
1: promoting Crankshaft Magazine there. We're going to have you know a banner shown so you could easily see us, and uh, yeah, it'll be fun.
3: There's Tom oh, again. I think we hear Tom.
1: He's
2: back. Oh, yeah. I'm back. I'm back from the uh, woods of uh, Southwest Virginia, high atop the mountain here. The well, I get you
1: service this, uh, morning. this morning. I was telling the listeners that you had to go back and put more aluminum foil on your old TV antenna to get reception. <laughs> so, is that. Fortunately, I still had your tinfoil hat that you were
2: wearing at the uh, Williamsburg Convention. And so, yeah, I had some handy and readily
1: available. (laughs) Well, welcome. Yeah.
2: Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Apologies to everybody. Um... Seems as though we're having some technical difficulties up here. Uh, we've got a tower that's under construction and some other stuff going on. And then up here on the mountain, uh, the phone service, the line phone service, is terrible. The uh, whatever you want to call it, switching station, whatever was installed in the late fifties. Whenever it gets wet, it has a buzz in it that's so loud you can't hear
1: anything. And uh, the phone company, they can't fix it. So, there you go. I, I thought the problem is all because you're using your track phone still. You haven't upgraded yet. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe want... yeah, yeah. The flip, flip phone. The
2: flip phone. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, actually, like, you know, it's not auto- automotive related, but I think most of our people can relate, okay? Except for the, the young ones out there on listening, but, uh, you know, I... I need to switch up my phone and get another phone. My phone's, I don't know, three years old, and it's a little beat. I've got another one sitting over on the counter. It's been sitting there for a week. I'm averse to changing everything over. I do not want to make that change. I know i got to make that change. I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? It just gets yeah. such a pain switching everything over, moving your files, all the apps, this and that. It's, it's a pain used to. I used to look forward to that stuff. I don't anymore. So anyway, we'll get that done too and then hopefully uh, T-Mobile will finish working on this tower, which uh, you know brings me up to one other thing and that's how much we appreciate our live listening audience. Certainly by the time it gets to podcast, uh, it's been edited by our professionals there at America's Web Radio. But you know, live is live. We have issues. You know, we have dogs barking in the background. We have technical issues. We have this go on, that go on. Um, It's live. It's exactly as it's happening. So, you know, in in real time, you're
1: dealing with what we're dealing with, and we appreciate it. Yeah, we sure do. We sure do. So, what's on the agenda for today? Anything of interest?
2: Uh, well, you know, I, I know you've got some things that are of interest, and one of those is going to be the latest issue of Crankshaft Magazine is coming together. So you're going to have some really great content. You're going to have some restoration
1: content in there, too, right? Yeah, uh, I, I was uh, laying out the magazine yesterday, and uh, I made some adjustments where I opened up four pages, and the new feature is going to be called DIY Project. So it's going to be in the back of the book, right before the under-restoration feature, which is about, you know, professional shop. But DIY projects will be about the average home hobbyist who is working or restoring an old car. Uh, not trucks, not motorcycles. I have people ask about that. No, we're sticking strictly with old cars uh, pre-1990. And if you got uh, a car that you are working on, you know, not so much doing breaks, but something that's undergoing on the, on the a big restoration. Send us some photos, uh, a brief write-up, a few paragraphs, and we'll try to get you featured if, if it meets the guidelines. And you can send that to info at com. So we're doing that. And then yesterday I contacted everybody's uh, good friend in the hobby, Chris Koch, and last week in Williamsburg, uh, his 1949 Oldsmobile uh, Deluxe 88 Woody Wagon won an award. And since I'm going to be down in Amelia Island right near his house next week, I'm going to photograph it for the next issue of Crankshaft Magazine. That's a very rare car; Only 1,355 were built. And who knows how many are left? Not many. And uh, it's absolutely stunning. And this Miss Green paintwork. And uh, it's going to be a great speech. It's going to be like 10 pages in the magazine. So I'm real excited that uh, Chris agreed yesterday, and uh, it's going to be fun. Looking forward to that photo shoot.
2: Chris and Kathleen are two of the greatest people in the antique car hobby. I mean, they're a consummate enthusiasts. I mean, Chris, just he loves everything. Um, they're so supportive of uh, AACA. They were one of our naming major donors for the AACA Library and Research Center, which is the Chris and Kathleen Koch AACA Library and Research Center. Those guys are the best. Um, they do so, they uh-huh. so much for the hobby. Um, he also has a really cool which is, you know, that's another thing about car collectors. We usually all collect something else other than cars, whatever it might be. Uh-huh. And and it can be pretty eclectic. Uh, he collects barbershop. Stuff vintage barbershop. Stuff. it has a big vintage barbershop. So it's amazing all those shaving mugs. You've been there? It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's, it's amazing. This giant room filled with shaving mugs and all the different names on them and stuff. And I, I had no idea that they even existed because my uh, grandfather owned a barber shop in Brooklyn, and I never even knew about those mugs. But Chris has hundreds of them, and he has another room filled with nothing but butts memorabilia and Old Greyhound bus signs and trailways and all kinds of stuff. So I'm looking forward to spending some time with Chris and Kathleen. They're wonderful people and he's also going to make a great story in the next issue of Crankshaft. So look for it. You'll like it. Yeah. No, I'll tell
2: you. Everybody, I say it always uh, and say it often um, on top of always. <laughs> but Crankshaft is the best publication of its kind out there, bar none. Um, Four times a year, you can't beat the price. These days, the subscription is a tank of gas. It's the cost of a tank of gas. So, you know, buy it. It comes four times a year. It's four times a year you're going to be... Overjoyed when you open your mailbox instead of looking at the bills and everything else that come in day in, day out. Crankshaft will be in there, and then the sun will be shining, birds chirping, and then you can sit down, forget your troubles, and
1: really do some great reading. Great stuff. So, thank you. Thank you. You know, you know what a lot of people like about crankshaft, unlike these knuckle dragging magazines out there like Hot Rod and crap like that. Uh, <laughs> When we talk about painting a car, we talk about spraying and painting. We don't say we squirt on the enamel. We don't call a car a long roof; it's a station wagon, you know. So uh, we don't write any slang and stuff like that. We we just think that's very annoying and down-degrading to the hobby and the cars themselves. So uh,
2: you know, right, that's tough you know. for a guy like you who grew up on the streets yes. in Brooklyn. I
1: mean, tough to get rid of that <laughs> slang, huh? It is. It's tough. But, you know, Sister Teresa taught me well. He hit me enough times, <laughs> that is. it's tough. <laughs> uh, no, the mag- magazine
2: is, is, is really a bargain. It's a great, great, great uh, work out there. And with so many of the uh, magazines turning to uh, anything and everything they can to. Survive. They all went in the wrong direction. Rather than providing excellent content for the readers and stuff that you really want to read, they overburdened it with advertising, and they've convoluted their message. You know, you've got one type of car, another type of car. Eh, anyway, but, yeah, all the DIY stuff is really great. Um, I have a friend once that painted a car with a Kirby vacuum cleaner.
1: Yeah, so do Kirby I. vacuum I cleaner attachment. You. It looked awful. It was like orange peel. It was awful. I said, like, I said, come on.
2: I've always wanted to do that just for the heck of it. You know, paint a car with a vacuum cleaner. Oh, it's time for a break. Got to go. Okay.
0: We'll be back. <laughs> You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
3: The views, opinions, and content of the show's hosts and their guests appearing on America's web radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station.
4: When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about megadollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else.
3: Call JC Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. JC Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-Antique or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268- four seven eight three or visit jctaylor.com slash a w r. Drive through time with peace of mind. JC Taylor. You're listening to
0: America's Web
3: Radio on the America's Broadcast
0: com. Thank you for listening. I
3: want to remind everybody to stay tuned after the Classic Car Show for the Classic Auto Mall Show. Uh they they have a fantastic uh, show that uh, and they talk about all the cars that they have in a 360,000 square foot building that they own and they have it's just a great show and you'll be excited about listening to it and now back to the classic car show on america's
0: web radio with tom cox and richard lentinello
2: We were, just before break, talking about all of the uh, excitement of painting your car with a Kirby vacuum cleaner attachment, and uh, Richard knew somebody. I knew somebody, um, and I, I've always wanted to do it just, just, just because, but uh, just to annoy my friends. But Richard takes the cake during the break we were talking about. These cheap paint jobs back when we were broke and messing with cars and flipping them and doing all the all the various things to have fun with car hobby when you're broke, and tell us about your paint job.
1: Not a Kirby vacuum cleaner paint job, but I, in the local bylines, living in Brooklyn, I saw this '69 uh, Triumph I 125 bucks on Staten Island. I went, I bought it, drove it back over the Big Bridge, and. Uh, Sanded down the body real fast the next day. I mean, the body was straight. It didn't need any major thing. Dewaxed it. And we had a, a store called Pergamon. It was before Home Depot and, you know, with was a general, you know, hardware store. And they had a sale on spray paint. It was like Joe's spray paint, Carol's spray paint. It was like <laughs> some no-name brand. It was 99 cents a can. So I said, yeah, I got 10 bucks on me. Let me buy eight cans. So it cost me eight bucks. And I sprayed the little Spitfire light blue, and I sold it two weeks later for 300 bucks. So, uh, eight bucks. It had a great paint job. It looked fantastic. And the guy never even knew. He said, wow, this car looks really good. I said, well, yeah, I just had a nice expensive paint job. He gave me $300 <laughs> and it went and <laughs> I thought I scored. Only in Brooklyn. <laughs> and I sprayed it outside in the alleyway. I had no garage. So, uh. Unfortunately, the paint got all over the side of our house. Mrs. Goldstein's house next door, because the alleyway was only ten feet wide. But it is what it is. They had cataracts, and so they couldn't tell that their new aluminum siding had <laughs> some painted. Yeah, it was a win-win. <laughs>
2: <laughs> awesome, awesome, great. That's just a great story. Uh, so, you know, the other, we've been talking about a lot of crazy stuff too. When we, you know, particularly when we're in the car traveling here, going there. And uh, one of those is, you know, we started in on this last week. What car would you take if? And last week it was if you were going to Pebble Beach. Um, So for me it was the Oldsmobile Limited, and then Richard was going to annoy everyone with a Superbird. So this week, you know, it's what car would you be driving if? If you had to drive straight into a wall at eighty miles an hour,
1: <laughs> what car would you drive? <laughs> well, I know what I would drive. I would drive my. I would drive my '68 Triumph Spitfire. I love this car. My first car. I bought it when I was eighteen. And there's no way in hell that when I leave this world, someone else is going to enjoy it. So I'm going to smash the crap out of it so I can
2: enjoy
1: it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to leave it for anybody. I, I did the body off restoration. All that hard work, I'm going to leave it for some schmuck who's not going to appreciate my work. So no, I'm going to smash the crap out of it. And I always wanted to feel like what it would be, feel like to be a bird. So being a convertible, the top is going to be down. I'm not going to have the seatbelts on. As soon as I smack into that wall, bam, I'm going to go flying out of the car and for like the next, two, three seconds. I'm going to say, "Ah, oh, this is what it feels like to be an eagle. And then splat. Done. <laughs> you in the spitfire. Grease spot on the wall.
2: Okay. I am not going to be able to top that this week. There's just no way. <laughs> no way in hell I'm going to be able to top that. But, so, you know, what? What? I'm much more practical. I'm just a practical guy. You are. You are. Volvo a Volvo a Volvo 240 because you know what I've still got cars that I want to want to build and restore so I'm not going to go out in the blaze of glory I'm going to stick to it conservatively I'm going to Volvo 240 I'm going to walk away uh, you know Volvo 240 is probably one of the best cars to be in if you're ever involved in an accident outside of of course a uh, step down Hudson with a uh Unitized construction and all that wraparound steel and everything, but uh, Volvo 240. I'll be driving at 80 miles an hour in uh, boxy Swedish bliss, uh, and uh, whammo! I might have a little bit of a headache, a couple scratches, but I'm gonna gonna get out, and uh, I'll go over and scrape you in the Spitfire off the wall next to me. <laughs>
1: Well, let me tell you about a Volvo 240. Uh, <laughs> shortly after I got married, I bought a, a uh, 84 Volvo 240 sedan uh, with a rare 5 speed. believe it or not. The car was mint. It was immaculate, original owner. So my wife is driving on the BQE in Brooklyn, and my six-week-old daughter is in the front seat with her, you know, in, in the cradle, facing the you know proper way. And she got—the car broke down at something got a flat. No, no, no. There there was a guy who was had a flat tire in front of her in the left lane, but it was right on the other side of a rise on the BQE. She came over it and she slammed into him at sixty miles per hour. The wow. cops came and all that stuff and they said, Lady, if you and your daughter weren't in this Volvo two forty, you never would have survived. And the way the car crinkled and, and crumbled at all the crumpled points along the way, and the engine and transmission dropped down, nothing came into the engine compartment. My six-week-old daughter, Mia, un- untouched, got perfect condition, no problems. My wife at the time had a little bit of, you know, chest pains due to the seat belt and hitting the steering wheel, but that car saved their lives. And after that, I think I bought three or four other 240 Volvos. They really are called the tanks for a reason. They are, so... Good choice, Thomas. Good choice. Indestructible. Uh, A bit like
2: spiriting a Quonset hut down the the, um, highway, but uh, great cars and and durability, Uh, unmatched durability. Those things are just tanks, as you say, and they'll just take all kinds of use and keep on going. I mean, if you maintain them, they'll last forever. They're just just a great car. But not nearly as exciting as... uh, piling into a wall at 80 miles an hour in your Spitfire. Uh, You and the Spitfire gone in a moment. Uh, So, the other stuff, you know, we were talking about the affordability of cars. Um, So many people, and of course, a lot of auctions going on. You know, I remember when the very first Bear Jackson auctions were televised on Speed Vision, and everybody was watching and thinking, oh my God, look at these prices, da-da-da-da-da, and it just kept You know, prices kept going up and up. This was sort of prior to the rise of the uh, hemi craze. Um, It uh, left a lot of people thinking that the old car hobby is just a a rich man's hobby. It's it's not for the average guy. Um, And with the auctions being so ubiquitous on television these days, you know, that's all people see generally speaking the auctions are not televising televised during say like thursday's auction where things are a lot more accessible i mean a lot more reasonable pricing you know you generally speaking they're televising saturday or sunday uh prime time for cars to cross the block that's when the high dollar stuff is going across they're not showing you the less expensive stuff that's going across the block on Thursday or, or Friday. Um, the antique car hobbies, it's affordable because Richard's in it. He is living proof that anybody can participate in this hobby. Eh? That's-
1: You're right. You can. You just got to, you know, keep an open mind. I mean, there's so many things you could get. I mean, let's face it. Everybody has a story about owning an old Volkswagen Beetle, Right. You can pick up a Beetle from the late 60s, early 70s, more like the early 70s with the bigger bumper models. You can pick those up. i see them all the time for under five grand. And you can get every part in existence. I've seen several MGB roadsters this past week. Again, under five, six grand, needing, you know, work, but in running condition, no, not rust buckets. And even yesterday, I was looking at the local marketplace. And uh, for $8,000, there was a, a 67 Mustang Coupe. Uh, it was a straight six. Oh, break time.
4: When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else.
3: Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888 268 Four seven eight three, Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. Okay, and right after uh, Tom and Richard, stay tuned for the Auto Mall. Uh, new show today, and they're talking about all of the cars that they've got in the Auto Mall in the Murganton, Pennsylvania. So stay tuned for that show right after Tom and Richard.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the Americas Broadcast Network.com. Thank you for listening. And now back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. All
4: right, Tom,
1: I'm. Right before the break, talking about cheap cars, and yesterday in the marketplace here in Tennessee, I saw, I think i think it was a 67 Mustang Coupe, six-cylinder, had the correct four lug wheels, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, the interior was okay, you know, a few rips here and there, but it was a solid straight car. $8,900 for an early Mustang. And you know you could get every single part for that car if you needed, you know, you go down to the local O'Reilly's auto parts, you can pick up, you know, a starter solenoid for 10 bucks. You know, they're, just, they're so affordable. So, you just got to look. The is ho- oh, yeah. not just the finest, folks. You know, one of the cars, um,
2: and our, our, our friend, uh, Mr. Barsadovich bar- uh, with the Thunderbird Club will be very happy to hear that we're talking about Thunderbirds, but oh, boy. um, yeah apart. So 60s Thunderbirds, really from 61 all the way up really to 70 and of course there's a huge evolution there, but you know, the Bulletbirds, 61 to 63s, you know, they're a really good buy overall, and they're a great car. The interiors
1: are just, they have all the wow factor in the world. Yes, fabulous,
4: especially
1: with the sliding steering wheel. And you feel like you're really in an airplane cockpit with, with, with that interior. And, and the way the rear fender comes to that point that's into those two giant circular tail lamps, I love bullet birds. It's at the top of my list to get it done. Without a doubt. i mean, been there for years. i car.
2: Yeah, they're just the uh, product of the jet age all over. Everywhere you look on those cars, you know, parts are easy to come by. A lot of it's reproduced. Most of it's reproduced. Um, So you'll never have problems finding the parts. Um, Engine parts, you know, easy to come by. You know, you want to take it out, do a cross country tour. You know what? If you can't find the parts at your local parts house, you can have them shipped overnight and, uh, you know, spend a day in a hotel, kick around town, and then fix it and keep on going. Um, Really. Really great cars uh, out there, and there are a lot of them available. uh, Solid examples out there for less than ten grand, running. Yep. Um, Yep. So it's just a great deal. Um, All those Thunderbirds from the uh, from sixty one, like I say, on up. um, Particularly sixty one, two, and threes. They're great looking cars. You'll always stand out
1: in one of those cars. They're just a great buy. I'm um, yeah. thinking of Thunderbirds I also like the 67, 68 There's something about those I just, I don't know I always liked them So uh, those are good bargains too And there's a lot of cost for the money there Very luxurious Mafia for the, price. the Mafia love those cars
2: You know um, <laughs> Not in Brooklyn the up and They coming Cadillac. <laughs> the <Mafia>. of Cadillacs
1: <laughs> No, they drove Cadillacs Forget about it Cadillacs only I mean, even Lincoln's only Cadillac. So. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yeah, I have a friend, friend that has a has a 68 uh, Bird, and it, it's really nicely done. It's cushy. It's, it's fun to drive. Great road car, you know. And uh, those are priced very reasonably. You can buy one of those um, really for several thousand dollars in uh, decent project condition. So, you know, great cars. The 50s, 50s cars, um, there are a lot of 50s cars that are really reasonable and easy to work on, easy to get parts for. You know, any of the Plymouths from the 50s are a pretty good deal, um, especially up to 1954. They didn't rust quite as badly, you know, the, for whatever reason, the 55 and later versions tended to rust, so they have a lot of rust issues sometimes. But, you know, the, they're a little, the earlier cars, 54 and earlier, they're a little bit stodgy. Uh, KT Keller and Company there at Chrysler, they were you know building cars that were purpose, purpose built. They weren't as flashy as some others, but fun to work on. Flathead six-cylinder engines in those Plymouths. I mean, a '53 Plymouth Cranbrook. You're still going to stand out. You can use it as a daily driver. You know, they'll run 55 miles an hour or more with overdrive. Overdrive's a key key option on those cars. Make them a whole lot more
1: drivable. Yeah, truly, there's a lot of great deals. You know, uh, I know everybody goes gaga over the Tri Five Chevys and. Uh, The only one I like, really, is the 55. But I think the 54, even the 53 Chevy Bel Airs uh, in in hardtop form are just absolutely beautiful automobiles. I really like them. Although, I always wanted a 51 Oldsmobile Rocket 88 sedan, because that's the first memory I have of a car. My father had one, and, uh, you know, he had the Rocket V8. He said it was really a special engine. It's a rocket engine. I go, okay, Dad. But, uh, I always like early 50s Oldsmobiles. I, I think they're just wonderful, wonderful cars. Great, great deals out there that you could get. Even in four door sedan, you know, because to me, once you're driving it and you're behind that steering wheel, you don't know if the car has two extra doors behind you. It looks the same view at the front. So you can save a lot of money. You go for the four door sedan route. And plus, if your mother in law gets in the back seat, you don't have to go outside and open the door for her. You know, she'll fit all herself. So, uh, yeah, those are good, good, good cars. Cheap, cheap, love cheap cars. Cheap cars are good for sure,
2: and you know yep. you're really right. Yep. About yep.
1: It. There's
2: a lot of practicality when it comes to four door cars. They're easy to get in, they're easy to get out of. You can take your friends out to the local pizzeria. Um, right. It's just, and they're a great deal. Um, some other '50s cars, the Independent makes, Kaisers. You know the 54, 53 Kaisers, I particularly like the 54 and 55, particularly the late 54 and 55 because they have that sort of aircraft style dash with the levers rather than pull switches and things of that nature and it just looks cool. But you can buy those cars for three, four, five, six thousand dollars for a decent, solid running example. Um, really unique styling, too. Uh, Dutch Darren did a great job, I thought, with those cars. They've got such a big greenhouse on them, you know, just so much glass. And then you have the heart-shaped windshield on the front, and it just, you know. And then the uh, grill on the 54 and 55 that uh, was obviously inspired by the Buick uh, show car.
1: The uh, XP, gosh, what have in a moment? Something like yeah. But, but you know, but You know, let's forget, let's get Studebakers. There's so many great deals in Studebakers that you could get from the fifties. You know, champions and all that stuff. So Starlights are a little more expensive, you know. But uh, yeah, Studebakers are wonderful cars, and there's a good parts supply. To keep them going, so. Uh, you know, consider
2: those as well. And The Studebaker and, Drivers Club is probably one of the most active clubs out
1: there. I was um, just going to really say that. Really robust. That kind of like... Right. It's a big, big club. So, you're right. Um, I
2: had, I've, I've had a couple of Studebakers over the years. I, I had a 63 Lark with a 289 and three on the tree and uh, I nice. had, 28 30 thousand miles on it it was a blast to drive it was a
1: peppy little car too yep i I like their shape I always liked law always have especially the, the earlier models like when would it come out 59 or 60 59 59 yeah 59. it just had the odd looking <coughs> yeah, looking shape but I love it I think it's a great little car
2: yeah the early ones yep. designed by uh <laughs> Duncan, Duncan McRae and then the I like the later versions that were facelifted by Brooke Stevens they're a little more squared off um, I don't know I kind of kind of really like those but yeah they're great cars uh, again you want to get one that doesn't have a lot of rust in it but you can buy just about anything and the Studebaker Drivers Club again just a, a really great organization great publication really active and um, membership. Um, you know, a lot of those engines so easy to work on, flathead 6s, uh, like with the Kaiser, they've got that 226 Continental engine in it that, uh, you know, was purpose-built, quote-unquote, for them, but uh, really had its roots in, in uh, just utility engine and uh, actually continued in production, for a long time, was used in forklifts. So, you know, a lot of opportunities out there. Uh, Packards, the fifty-one through fifty-four Packards, particularly the Clippers, they're good, solid, great-looking cars, and, and you'll stand out at any show or cruise in. Uh, you can pick one of those up for several thousand dollars. There was a running example here in Roanoke just recently. Uh, yellow with a decent original interior. It wasn't perfect. It had some wear and tear on it. But it ran well. It wasn't rusted. And it only had 60,000 miles on it. And asking price was only four grand.
1: Wow. That's a great deal. That really is. So. Yeah. Lots no, of stuff uh, out there. There is. I know. I briefly mentioned last week one of my favorite uh, post-war American cars is a '54 Lincoln Capri, and uh, I just think that is a just a wonderful looking automobile. <laughs> it, it may be large, but it has excellent proportions, nice nice detailing, and it's so comfortable. I've driven in a few of them, and they. Oh, I just love '54 Lincoln Capris. So that's also on my must-own list before I smack into that wall one day. So, yeah. so,
2: so. <laughs> I'm going to get a call one day. It's just going to be, well, Rich is gone. He uh, he hit the wall at 80 in the Spitfire. It's all done. <laughs> it's all done.
1: But he flew like a hawk those last few seconds. <laughs> flew like a hawk. <laughs> like the thunderbird. You smoked. flying like a
2: hawk, I don't know. It doesn't go together. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but So... You know, Buicks also, the the 50s-era Buicks, great cars and pretty affordable for what you get. You get a lot of car for the money, uh, particularly the the 55, 6s, and 7s, um, really neat-looking cars. Got a lot of style to them, you know, with the portals on there and, uh, you know, really nice interiors, too. Um, You had the nailhead V8, great Dependable engine, Um, just a great deal, great buy. Um, Hudson's used to be uh, really reasonably priced, and you can still find a Hudson out there for a reasonable price, but they're fewer and further between since uh, the debut of the uh, Pixar movie Cars. Um, Hudson's really jumped in popularity after Doc Hudson hit the screen. Um, The Hudson Jet still pretty affordable. It's a little dowdy. It sort of looks like that early 50s uh, Fiat, um, sort of pudgy with a high greenhouse on it, um, as opposed to the last break. Gosh, we're going fast, folks.
3: Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr drive through time with peace of mind jc taylor
4: when it comes to car magazines are you tired of reading about mega dollar collector cars you can't afford or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you then crankshaft is the car magazine for you crankshaft is a 144 page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories the type of car features you won't find anywhere else
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello.
1: Yeah, you know, Tom, you were talking about 50s cars that are really well-priced. I had a 50s car years ago. I, I sold it about 12 years ago. And they're still very affordable. I had a 56 Pontiac uh, Chieftain two-door post-sedan. And I wish I never sold it. I think it had, what was the engine, a 316, a 317 V8? And what amazed me is it's the same body structure, more or less, as the 56 Chevy. So if you need glass, windshield, some, you know interior components, things like that, door handles, blah, blah, blah. It's the same as the Chevy. You can open up a Tri-5 catalog and get a lot of parts for your Pontiac, as well as you can for the same year Oldsmobile or Buick. Uh, so many parts interchange in the GM line. So, uh, you know, if, if you see a car like an Oldsmobile or a Pontiac like that, you say, gee, I can't get parts. No, a lot of Chevy's parts fit the same stuff, So, but they're a lot cheaper. Oh, another, another
2: good buy, and there are a lot of them out there, a lot of them surviving. Of course, it was the car that saved Ford Motor Company after Henry became senile back in the 40s and almost ran everything into the ditch. But the uh, the shoebox Ford, you know, 49 to 51 shoebox, those yep. are really, gr- really great cars. They're a lot of fun, parts galore, and uh, I, I know that it's... Uh, Blasphemy. for me, but uh, you know you can buy a lot of speed equipment for those little flathead V8s if you want to have a little fun, add a little something to it just to you know have that little sort of vintage rod uh, look to it. Um, there's just a lot, lot out there for those cars, and, and you can buy a shoebox Ford, a decent one for several thousand bucks, and parts are reasonable, easy to come by, everything's reproduced. And uh, you can even buy speed equipment. I mean, me, I would be the guy that would like to build the engine, but it would be a sleeper. You, you'd pop the hood and it would look totally stocked. But I would, you know, do whatever I could under the, <coughs> under the skin to uh, get a little extra horsepower out of it and uh, have more fun. But, yeah,
1: really good deal. Yeah, you know, with those, uh, my, my favorite one is the 51 model. Because it has—it yeah. doesn't have that big similar thing in the middle. It has the bumper with the two bullets on either side. And I just think that is a really well-designed grill in front end. So, yeah, good choice. And a lot of those parts are, you know, made by, what, Dennis Carpenter, who's based right outside of Charlotte. So if you go to oh, yeah. Charlotte Auto Fair, AACA meet uh, in April, you know, you can go right down the road. And uh, they always have an open house during that same weekend at Charlotte Auto Fair. Yeah. And, uh you know they got some good deals on parts, so uh, yeah, shoebox boards are good deals. Um,
2: you know, thinking about buying cheap cars, and cheap cars are good, as we know. But marketplace um, and some of the other venues that you can find—I mean, there's so many avenues you can take to start looking for that collector car that you'd like to have. You know, if it's a, whether it's a starter car or. You know, a car you've longed to have for a long time, and so there's so many different places to look. You can look. There's still a lot of printed publications, roundup uh, magazine that's you know comes out. It's sort of newspaper print, old old school. Uh, you can still buy it. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of online forums where you can look to buy cars. Um, AACAs forums. Uh, a lot of cars pop up on there for sale. Uh, just. Many, many, many venues, but Marketplace. Marketplace is really popular these days. Um, The statistics I forget at the moment, but it's really overwhelming. I mean, you know, there are just millions and millions of people uh, posting stuff and uh, buying stuff on Marketplace, but a lot of scams taking place.
1: Yeah, Facebook Marketplace, a lot of scams. There are. you got to be careful. Now, how about that deal I sent you on Marketplace a few weeks ago? A 1912 Renault. Now, what is a 1912 Renault doing in the hills of eastern Tennessee? You know That's what I mean? Crazy. I mean it was a crazy. It's 2500 bucks. It's a big project, of course, missing parts. But the body was all there, but essentially. A 1912 Renault in Tennessee? What? How did he even get it if they never imported them? It, it, oh, you it, it, never know what
2: you find on Marketplace. You never know. It's crazy. I, I scroll through it all, all the time. But I will say this. You know, if it's too good to be true, folks, it you probably can. is too good to be true. You've got to be careful. And then, you know, if you're selling stuff, you've got to be careful, too, as well as buying um, you know, always allow things to clear before you ship. Anybody that says, you know, I'm gonna, you know, pay for it um, online, if you don't use something like PayPal uh, or or Venmo or some other verifiable source um, to get payment, you're re- running the risk of being scammed. Um, people will. Say they're sending you the money. Western Union's famous for this. They'll say, "Oh, I'm sending it Western Union." They will. They, you can download fake receipts, and so they can actually send you a photograph of the receipt that says, "Hey, they've paid." So you go ahead and you ship it, and guess what? You never
1: get your money. Nope. You got to wait those in the bank. Nope. Don't trust no one. Well, don't but trust the anyone. other thing. No. Well, the
2: other thing is if you're selling, don't, if, you know, let's just say you were selling a part for $300 and you end up getting a payment for $500 and the buyer tells you, look, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Um, Could you just refund that money to me? Just send me a check, whatever. And so what happens is, it's a fraudulent or stolen credit card or something else is wrong, and you ended up refunding somebody money on some, for a sale you're never going to get paid for. Um, it yeah. happens all the all the time out there. Um, check your, you know, I've, I'm not going to say you need to check all of your numbers,
1: you know, and... Mm. I think Tom went blank again, but speaking of scams... Someone who's very familiar. Yeah, you can get scammed. Um, Yeah, you know, when I worked at Stink's Motor News, we had uh, this lady on staff who was uh, negotiating with uh, people who got scammed, and she would deal with the local police departments and everything like that, and that was a full-time job. And you would not believe every week how many people were getting scammed out of money, out of registrations, all kinds of stuff, because they're too trustworthy. You know, they just send stuff in the mail and they, they send the cars and be- before the money is cleared and all this other stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's crazy out there. you got to watch it, folks. And if you need help, uh, my cousin Carmine the Nose and my uh, third cousin Vinnie the Knife, just let me know. They will help you out, and they could pay these people a little visit. Kabish, You know what I'm saying?
2: Get, get your money back. Yeah. Get your money back and maybe oh, yeah. a little more on top. A little on top. I get the... So yeah. Yeah. The thing about Marketplace, and I've used it quite a bit. I've bought a bunch of stuff off of Marketplace, but I am very careful. I generally go and look at the item. If I don't have time to go look at the item, I research the individual. I take the time to go to their actual Facebook profile. I go through and I look at it. If it's been there for several years, you know, I mean, you can tell if you go to a Facebook profile and you know, all you see is their profile picture changed for the last six months and they have like 20 friends. It's probably not legitimate. You can tell if it's quacks like a duck, walks like a duck, it's probably a duck. So, you know, do a little bit of homework before you just accept it and say, you know, yeah, this is great. But, um, you know, because I have run into scams. You know, I was thinking about buying a small uh, Kubota diesel lawn tractor, and one came up for sale. The price was really good. And I looked at it, and I'm like, you know, price on this is too good. So I started doing a little bit of research, and, you know, no such person living in that area. Um, so I saved myself a little bit of
1: trouble. Yep. Yeah, it, it, it's sad that that happens, but uh, especially with parts. Uh, and people yeah. who tell you
2: that they've got your parts. That's another Yes. Thing. You know, they'll put yes. blind ads out there that basically say, you know, hey, my um, I, I inherited, you know, grandpa... Bob's collection of vintage antique car parts and I've just got a ton of uh, old flathead Ford speed equipment here and they don't send you all the pictures, they don't do this they don't do that, and you end up sending them money and you never see it again. It's sad but true swap meets are a great way to buy and sell parts clubs, Richard and I talk about it all the time A lot of people, oh, I'm not a joiner, blah, 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 blah. I'm not interested in going to meetings and all of that. You know, there are a lot of reasons to be a part of a a car club. And finding parts from reputable people is one of those, so that you save yourself a lot of heartache. Gosh,
1: one minute. One minute to go, huh? Wow, that went fast. Well, uh, next week again, I'll be down in Amelia Island. I don't know if I'll be available, Tom, so we got to work something out. Uh, but if you're going to be in the area, it, it's a great concourse. you really like it. And uh, that's about it. I'm going to get dressed now and head into my garage and put the new leaf springs on the rear of my Triumph TR3 chassis with the new stainless steel fasteners that I have all lined up. and nylock nuts. I love nylock nuts. Ah, they're so cool. And, uh, they are yeah, good. That's what I'm going
2: Well, go out there, do some breathing treatments, spray a little paint, you know, get a little in. It's good for the pneumonia. We'll see you next week, folks. Be good. Bye.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.